the volume. Moneyline Monaco is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Get your NBA FanDuel MVP odds right here. It's your program for a dollar. LeBron plus 280. It's time to get in to NBA MVP talk. Oh, you love to hear it. You know you love to listen to it. King James looking to tie Jordan for his fifth. And when I give you this connector of the GOAT, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, you may be feeling by the end of this conversation like firing on a little fan duel, King James plus 280 after we get into it. I'm also going to get down to what I like to think is a Russell Wilson. I hate to play devil's advocate here as a single guy and say, look, he's he's married to the Seahawks and he's having a rough day in married land going nowhere. We'll get to why those odds of Russell Wilson going somewhere means he's going nowhere. I'm reading right through it. How much what he's saying is night and day from what Watson is saying. We'll revisit that. I also want to officially fire on a Wentz Futures. We'll get to it. And then lastly, but not least, I got to give you some NBA sharp tips. I'm friends with a lot of guys. We know a lot of people. What can I say? Some win. Others also win. And I'm loving the Celtics later and I'll wrap up the show. But let's get in to NBA MVP talk. We've done our due diligence. Just so you're aware, there's only 12 men in the history of the NBA to have multiple MVPs consecutive years. Just 12 men. And a couple of these wonderful lads have done it multiple times, including King James. They are, of course, Bill Russell first. He did it first. The OG. The man who just doesn't get enough team ball credit. No one's going to catch him in rings. Not even Brady. Then it was Wilt. Then it was Kareem. Then it was Kareem again. Moses Malone. Bird had three in a row. Tic-tac-toe. Magic two in the late 80s. MJ did it, of course. Timmy Duncan did it. Nash did it, believe it or not. LeBron did it, of course, twice. He has four MVPs total. Gunning for his fifth. Curry did it, and of course, Giannis just did it. Those are, in your collection of NBA basketball, the entire list of men that have gone consecutive MVPs. And guess who it ain't going to be this year for a third consecutive year? It ain't going to be Giannis, all right? He's already sitting there at plus 1,000 via FanDuel. This is a several-horse race, and you may think... Jokic is in it at plus 440. Dude, the Nuggets are barely competitive if we're looking at the standings and we're calling a spade a spade. So I did a little digging and I looked into LeBron MVP numbers and then I looked into Jordan MVP numbers. So Jordan, magic number five. You know 
LeBron in his 18th season is gunning for it. LeBron at the moment, before we go into this Jordan statistic, barely cracks the top 15 scores in the NBA as we speak. He's a tick over 25 points a game, and he's an eight boards, eight assists guy. 25, 8, and 8. But Vegas is telling you it's a little bit of connecting the dots. So they don't buy at the Jazz odds, still astronomically much more of an underdog than the Lakers, which are plus 110 to win the West and get back to the finals. So if Vegas is telling you they think the Lakers are going to win the West and they're giving you LeBron as an MVP, both of these are plus odds. We're putting two and two together. I mean, let's just say for a second out loud that I can't even fathom. LeBron hasn't won an MVP since 2012, 2013. On the heat in which he had 26.8, eight boards, 7.3 assists. That's just a hair better if you want to go tit for tat of his numbers at the moment. So I heard Nick Wright talk about it. He alluded to it. He thinks LeBron MVP is a layup. He did clap back, which was interesting, about people saying this is going to be some sort of overall lifetime achievement award like the movies. It's his 18th year. He hasn't got one in a minute. I mean, he literally did a whole stint on the Cavs, copped himself a ring, copped himself another ring in Los Angeles, Hasn't received the award since. Some people care about NBA MVP. Some people don't. We're gambling here, people. We're trying to make money. All right? We're trying to take our bucks money line, and we're trying to go all in. So, Michael Jordan, five MVPs. I looked at it. Guess what numbers were the worst numbers of all five of his MVPs? His last one. What a SoCal shaka. It isn't. Michael Jordan's last MVP. The 97-98 championship season. By the way, sandwiched between a couple of Carl Malone MVPs, by the way. It went Jordan Malone, Jordan Malone Shaq to round out the decade. If you were interested. So MJ, his last MVP, 28.7 points, only 5.8 boards, 3.5 assists. Compared to his other numbers, you have to say to yourself, did the league want to throw him a bone? If you're looking at his other four MVPs, it just in terms of points, he had 30 and 95, 96. He had 30 and 31 on his back-to-back 90, 91, 91, 92 seasons. He had 35 in 1987 and 1988. And there's not a world where LeBron, if he's... Not a Bradley Beal leading the league in the NBA, scoring, leading Danny Dime assists. How about the fact he hasn't missed a basketball game all season? 
You want to nibble on Joel Embiid? Has Joel Embiid ever gone a whole season? He's already sat out over half a dozen games. The guy is not a Duracell battery. He's fragile, you could argue. He's incredibly skilled. He's absolutely an Adonis. The reality is he's not going to beat and edge out LeBron. This team, the Lakers, if they give you a Western Conference number one seed, since the NBA MVP is, of course, about the regular season and not about the playoffs as well, we have to say to ourselves, looking at this list, if LeBron's your favorite at plus 280, which I love via FanDuel, Nikola is 440, and Embiid is 550, and Durant is 750. After that, it's Luka at 750, Giannis at plus 1,000, Curry at plus 1,200, AD, who didn't play last night against the Thunder, at plus 3,000. There's nobody else. It is a couple lad race. If there's a little bit of connection between Jordan's fifth MVP lowest numbers and you're worried about LeBron being too low in the MVP category with his numbers, just know the Lakers are probably going to win the West. They should be the one seed. If they aren't, they'll be top three in standings. And, and you can now say to yourself, if the league is going to give Jordan a fifth in 98, 97, 98, and it was the lowest statistics of all of his previous MVPs, and LeBron's numbers are just a sickle underneath what he's had in the previous four, and the Lakers accomplished what I said they are set out to do, who else on that FanDuel list do you even want to fire on? The only person I'll even make a case for in a future episode is Kevin Durant. And right now, Kevin Durant is tweeting free me. So we got a long way to go. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA InPlay. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA InPlay turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA InPlay, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to, because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. Anytime there's a quarterback talking about when he's asked, and this is like a radio old school. I saw what Danny P was doing. I saw what Danny Patrick was doing. He said, but you're a franchise quarterback. You're not available, are you? Well, that's a Seahawks question. If you don't listen to just the phrasing of Dan Patrick's question, then you're not going to understand 
the whole contextual. And when I am reading to you right now, the odds of Russell Wilson being traded, and I can't even stomach this. We are staring at your John Gruden, Las Vegas Raiders at five to one to land Russell Wilson. Second on that list, Jerry Jones's Jerry World Cowboys six to one. And your Ronnie Rivera, Riverboat Ron, Washington football team is third on Russell Wilson sweepstake Danny Patrick show speculation eight to one. What? I'll tell you right now. Give me the odds of Russell Wilson going nowhere. Because I'll take him. If the Seahawks trade Russell Wilson in the middle of his prime. And I'm going to say right now. When it comes to taking care of your body. When it comes to mindset. Leader of men. The whole kit and caboodle. Who's your next Brady in the NFL? It's that guy. Russell Wilson can easily go 20 years pending an injury knock on wood in the NFL. So if those Raiders five to one odds are real, look, we know with the dead cap money with Carr, they have a tradable asset. They are shopping. There's a difference. There's a difference between what Deshaun Watson is barking about and what Russell Wilson is saying. And the difference as Colin would allude to, it's a marriage one. It's a marriage one. Look, I'm a single dude. I take phone calls all day long from guys in relationships, guys engaged, guys married for a cup of coffee, guys living with a girl for half a lunch. I field the calls, okay? I observe. I'm going to put Deshaun Watson already filed his papers mode, and I'm going to put Russell Wilson is certified married, living with the Seahawks, going on a freaking ton of years, and he woke up a little bit of Snickers angry. He woke up and didn't even realize that the sports media, sports gambling futures department begs, not only begs, but digs for those little sound bites, baby, because Vegas is taking money from you right now if you really think Russell Wilson's going anywhere. Save yourself some shekels. If you think Russell Wilson is going somewhere, he's not. This is the Tom Brady shakeup. He is looking over there across the pond and saying, Tommy Tampa is getting everything he wants and then some. And guess what? I'm just going to break Wedding Crashers rule number six. I hate to bring it up again, but he's drawn to himself in a negative way. Attention. Okay? He's drawn himself negative attention. All right? It was a little bit of showing his hand at the poker table. But hey, if he gets to, and I heard Nick Wright allude to it, I'll shout him out for a second time on the episode. Great thought. Let him go ahead and take a second round pick. Let him make the pick. Screw Schneider making the pick. If you have a franchise quarterback who's going nowhere for the next decade again, 
Give him everything he wants. If he wants a Brady moat in front of his house, you build it for him. If he wants to handpick a Tristan Wirfs, who didn't miss a snap as your arguably best offensive lineman down there in Tommy Tampa land for the Bucs, then let him go find the next Tristan Wirfs, okay? I just don't think you should fire on that. And I think that's the ultimate tease if we're really looking at it objectively and we're saying to ourselves, come on, dude. Russell Wilson trade odds. That is just absolutely Dan Patrick being a freaking seasoned vet and priming him. Priming him. And he got him. And Russell Wilson, Brandon Marshall said it. He always ends every interview. Go Hawks. Didn't do it this time. Look, dude. He had a bad sleep with the wife. You married for a decade. It happens. Watson is laying on a mountain of cash with a top five passer rating and the only quarterback on the outside looking in because the other four top five passer rating lads in the league this year were in the championship games. And the Texans were four and 12. So you want to take the Sean Watson future odds at the FanDuel book. That's a completely different conversation. And we got to leapfrog to this. I mentioned it on Tuesday's show. At the moment, the Carson Wentz trade odds have been updated. It went, and this is wild, people, from the Colts being the favorite and the Bears being like a 5-1, to 6-1 to one shot. As of yesterday, Wednesday afternoon, Here's Chicago Bears, our favorites, to trade for Wentz at plus 115. That's just about even money. And the Colts, plus 135. Broncos a long shot at plus 800. It's a two-horse race right now between the Bears and the Colts. This is fascinating. So if you're looking at where Wentz can go. And bear in mind, bear in mind, this is going to sound wild. It's weird. But there could be a Nick Foles sighting in this trade should he end up getting dealt to the Bears. That is just beyond fascinating. But if you're Carson Wentz and you can speak up in the matter, give me a reason why you want to go to Chicago. Over the Colts. We know the Colts are sound. They're a top 10 rushing defense. They're a top 10 overall team in the league. If you're looking at both sides of the field. If you put Carson Wentz in the same driver's seat as Phillip Rivers. With his old coach. Oh, by the way, Frank Reich. Which in terms of comfortability. And if you're really looking back and also playing a little connect the dots. That was Wentz's best season. The last year Frankie was there. So you're giving a rekindling of a guy who was literally the quarterback whisperer for Wentz. He's a large reason why he got that contract. And he has gone absolutely off a cliff. I read it to you. Led the league in picks, sacks taken. Come on, pick one. But if he goes to Chicago... It's a whole nother reality. It's a whole other life. 
He stays on an outdoor field with a rough fan base in a cold division, playing outside against other cold teams in a cold division. He goes to the Colts. He's playing in a dome, baby. He's playing with a comfortable coach. So if you're staring at these odds right now and firing, I'm going to buckle up and fire that he goes to the Colts. It's fascinating. Typically when odds change like this, I could be absolutely swing and miss wrong. I really could be swing and miss wrong. Because the fact of the matter is, it's the Bears that leapfrog the Colts in the odds. Bears were second behind the Colts. So there must be something going on in the Ursay camp. Maybe they don't want to fire yet. Maybe there's a world where they're still trying to hit up. Andy Toy Story luck. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Either way, we got to fire and we got to fire soon. And if I want to let go of any Pirates of the Caribbean rocket launch from the Tommy Tampa W ship on the winnings that we are sitting on, we fire on Carson Wentz to the Colts because that's too big of a shot for me to sit on that they're going to go a, a Mitchie Trubiscuit's detour right here, right now, after they gave the guy another opportunity in the second half of the season. And we wrap today's show with NBA basketball. And I'm going to go into it in a much more detailed fashion. First of all, a couple of games. We actually have another game between the Sixers and the Blazers. And it's part of the theory that I have that's absolutely riveting when it comes to your NBA gambling world. It's not what you think, but it's riveting. And it's a theory and it's a gambling theory at that. I'm still working on proving it. It's not mine. I cannot take Costanza Big Salad credit for it. Look, dude, we're just shopping like Philly said. You pick the best place to shop at. We're looking for tips. I'm trying to find you NBA sharp tips. Okay, here's one. Do your research when an NBA star is sitting and the line moves. I'm going to give you two games that stick out to me this season. I can't still get over them. Thankfully, because a little birdie on the tree told me there was one that hit. If you have a team, and we're going to take it, the Philadelphia 76ers were hosting the Portland Trailblazers February 4th. It's about a week ago. Philly was minus 9.5. The final score is a nine and a half point favorite. The Blazers won outright 121-105. Okay? That game, that game, no Lillard, no McCall. Here's your theory. Oh, Gary Trent, by the way, was your leading scorer. Gary Trent. It's this theory. It's a almost psychology theory, but then you start to look at the numbers and you start to go into it and really just do your own dabbling. When an NBA star is out, the line moves, and you have an opportunity to fire on a dog with points like the Blazers plus nine and a half. Not a soul. So this is a double down, fade the public because most people, and you heard from Philly last week, They'll spend five minutes recency bias. Oh, Sixers? Now look, Ben Simmons wasn't in this game, but that's not the angle I'm discussing. 
Everybody else was playing. Embiid was playing at 37. Harris was playing. Danny Green was playing. Seth Curry was playing. I'm talking about the fact that CJ and Lillard were not. And you got Gary Trent giving you 24. Melo giving you 22. And Cantor giving you 17. And Hood giving you 16. They had six guys in double figures. Lillard's going, where is that? Where is that all game when I'm in? It's not there. So look for it. Because guys scratch and guys sit out. Some of this stuff doesn't make sense. And here's your other example. Back to when Harden was sitting out, faking festively plump, and wanting to get traded. Pulling a Watson, but getting the NBA treatment. He got dealt. Before he got dealt, there was a seven and a half point line. Rockets plus seven and a half against the Spurs. They outright beat the Spurs. 290 on the money line. Plus 290. Christian Wood at 27 that night. It will happen. It's happened again. It'll happen a third time. It'll happen a fourth time. It'll happen a fifth time. There's booby traps all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. The only thing that is factual about the NBA during COVID is it's any given night. And tonight we're staring at subject to change, a four and a half point line Raptor Celtics. I got a fire. I'm looking at a Celtics team right now that hasn't lost three straight all season. They've dropped two in a row to the Suns and the Jazz. And I got to be honest, I feel absolutely perplexed when I read you the fact that the Celtics are three and seven this year when Kemba plays. Your Boston Celtics are three and seven when Kemba plays. This season, they're 12 and 10. Four and a half points at the moment, coming off an abysmal Kemba fourth quarter. He missed 10 of his last 12 shots against the Jazz the other night. Oy vey. But the Raptors are coming off a back-to-back. You know how those things go. Going against the Wizards yesterday. Coming to Boston. They've been on the road since last week. You got to imagine they're a bit exhausted. Look, the spread isn't gorgeous, but against the spread, the Celtics at home are 6-2. and two. They've yet to drop three straight. If we combine those two things, you got to feel pretty good. Also coming off the fact that the Celtics double-digit beat the Raptors up in Toronto earlier this season. Tatum had himself a wonderful 40 points, and Pritchard had 23 off the bench in that game. So the only thing you really want to look out for is that the Raptors are top three and three pointers made this year, but the Celtics have always played decent defense and they're coming off going against the number one record team in the NBA. And then you have the opposite where you have the Raptors coming off against the Wizards and they're tired off a road trip. All of those intangibles matter because these games happen so fast and they're on the next like this podcast. And now on that note, it's time to skedaddle. So I'll take tonight. The Celtics, we don't do money line, despite the show name. I'll swallow four and a half. I'm terrified. It's a first official fire since Super Bowl Sunday outside of the odds. I love LaMelo Rookie of the Year. I love LeBron MVP. I love the Lakers to win the West. They're only going to get worse, baby, in terms of less money for less money. So think about it and then that theory. And I didn't get to- have time to get to all of my NBA sharp tips But that's what tomorrow's Friday show is for. You enjoy yourself on a Thursday. You make sure to hug your mothers. I'm out.
volume.